Drinking with the Jackets fans. If you heard that crack, that means the boys are back and we're drinking another one. We have a special guest. Me, the Memphis Magi, sitting here with Chase Wasty Randolph, of course. And then our good friend, Jared Johnson. How's it going, Jared? Oh, it's going good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. That's great. As most folks know, this is the part of the pod where we talk about what crispy, delicious beverages we're drinking. Uh, Jared, what are you drinking? I have the tried and true bush latte. Oh, my God. Been sitting out for a few days, room temp, just the way I like it. That that may be the best guest beer so far on the pod. That's uh, five, five bush lights. Uh, that's the rating scale, and that hit five bush lights. So that's incredible. Nice. <laughs> Glad to add to it. Yeah. The only way you could have topped it is if you had five natty daddies. Never again. Yeah. Never right, again. We, yeah. Fun fact. We asked some natty daddies one time. So anyway, Chase, what are you drinking? I've got some Sierra Nevada hazy little thing. I think I've had this one on here once before. Yeah. But, um, it's a classic. I will say, you know, before we go to, into it, I think you have had that before. It is a delicious beer in Sierra Nevada. I went there uh, the other day, maybe two months ago, three months ago, in Asheville. That's a pretty cool spot. Yeah, that place like a castle. Yeah, that's not too far from Jared, I guess. No, that place is awesome. It really is cool outside and inside. Yeah. I am drinking a Memphis local. Uh, I've got Ananda. Indian Pale Ale from Wiseacre Brewery, the, the big Memphis brewery. I'm not going to lie. I like their other beers a little bit more, but Ananda's not bad. So One of these days, Wiseacre is going to pick you up. I know. I'm going to at Christine Turner, um, who supplies most of these beers for free. Um, so technically, I am sponsored. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell my mom I've been sponsored by something in life. So anyway, we'll dive into it. Jared. Number one, tell us who you are. How do you know us? What, what do you do now? And then uh, we'll, we'll break it down from there. Sure. So I guess my introduction to the uh, the friend group here is I uh, I interned at a L&I Hatch nuclear power plant down in uh, Batchley, Georgia. So I was going to Georgia Southern for a mechanical engineering undergrad. And since it was uh, local and uh, had some had some family there already. Um, it's a great place to be, great place to be interning at. So I met Josh my, uh, my second summer out there, and then we've been, uh, keeping in contact, good, uh, good buds ever since. So that's when I met, uh, met Chase and became the fringe of the, uh, not exactly the, uh, Georgia Tech engineering crowd, but you know, the second, third distant, distant cousin. So. Your family to me. That's all. We're a family there. Yeah, did that's we, right. Did we meet at a Partridge Palooza or was it just no. a random Vidalia trip? Dude, it was an Eric Smith Rager. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> yes. Eric Smith yes. Rager with 300 people at this like pool or something with Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. And then I think. Steve's cousin running around with a glass uh, water pistol with vodka in it because he was gluten intolerant. So he was just, only thing he could drink was tequila. 
and he was just scooting straight tequila into people's mouth. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, for the folks that don't know, Jared, you also played a little football at Georgia Southern, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was a uh, I was a preferred walk on at a at a high school for um, uh, defensive end. And um, I was quickly moved to a, a, a nose guard position. And um, it didn't last too much longer from there. <laughs> <laughs> safe, to, safe to say. So I came in at like 225 pounds, which is definitely not bad for a defensive end, but I was a little bit too slow for what they wanted. And then got slotted into the scrub team uh, nose guard position and uh, heavily outweighed and outmuscled especially when double and triple team. So it was a, uh, a little bit different show. <laughs> so 225, a tad slow. What were the, uh, what were the white boy terms uh, used politely to describe you by the coach? Like uh, you're, you're a gritty player, but you're, you know, you just don't have the motor. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a, uh, a lot of heart, not always a lot of actions. <laughs> yeah. The, the efforts there. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Oh man, Keeps getting back up. And I'm trying to imagine. So you were preferred walk on. You came from uh, Robert Toombs Christian Academy, right? So one single A. How was playing playing against the one single A in Georgia? Were you just beat the <laughs> shit out of people, or what? So yeah, night and day. So I mean, our our team had 24 kids. I was at that time. I was closer to 240, and I. Uh, I was by far one of the larger kids on the team, definitely being in the private school, um, their private school division and being single A. So we had to travel pretty far to play. And then again, you're not pulling from the the most um, stacked pack uh, talent there. So going from, you know. Are you saying like Frankie Jabase isn't like top D1 talent or? <sighs> you know, flag football, Frankie might have it. But uh, <laughs> um Definitely not on the uh, not on the pad level. If I'm getting if I'm getting pancaked, I'm only imagine what's happening to Frankie unless he's just quick enough to to get out of the way. Because I I obviously wasn't. <laughs> so going from being one of the larger guys on the field to uh, being definitely one of the smallest on the field was definitely a uh, definitely a shock, mm. to say the least. Yeah, I can imagine that. So with like the uh... Preferred walk-on, did you have, like, tape or something? Did you send that out to uh, George? Yeah, Sullivan? I think uh, someone from my class, I think Caroline Sullivan, who was, you know, one of my 24 classmates, <laughs> whopping, whopping population, um, had made some highlight reel for me. Um, I think that my my mom had asked her to do because Caroline was really good with computers and, like, doing video editing. Oh, and my coach sent it off to a few different places. Um, I think the from what I remember – Georgia Southern was the long shot, and then places like Vodasta State were kind of interested, but I didn't want to – didn't exactly want to go go that route. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Preferred walk-on was more of the uh, – I mean, definitely more of the speed for yeah. uh, for my caliber of play and, and you know, what, what they were looking for. So you played offensive and defense, though, of course, with 20, 24 kids <laughs> in your graduate um, class? Yeah, yeah. So I think my senior year, um, I don't, I don't really think you know the 
some of the key players you have on both key players of that, you know, upper class level really don't come off the field. So we're talking offense, defense, kickoff, kick return, um, PAT, PAT block. I mean, when you get down to it, 11 players on each side, you barely got enough team to, to run a full wide scrimmage. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes doing sense. it all except carrying the water. I'm gonna say, did you punt? Um, I didn't punt, but I did. Uh, I was the backup kickoff. <laughs> no way. Yeah, backup kickoff guy. How far? Backup kickoff. Oh, uh, not very far. I don't even remember. I don't even want to make it make it up because I don't remember what it was. But I no. Uh, oh, my back. Yeah, you're back. There was a guy named uh, Taylor Genera who was more on the soccer side and definitely booted. Um, but I had to wear like the old school square toe cleat. And it was just more like a pendulum, right? You I mean, you, there, there, there's no momentum going with it. It's just like two steps, field goal is, is more so what I was doing. The, the um, karate chop. Right. I do remember one time, I think when I was a freshman, I got to do an onside kick during a game. But um, apart from that, I don't know. I never got called out of the minor leagues for uh, for kicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I'd be nervous as hell if I'd never did it much. <laughs> oh, well. That's legit. So, Jared, who was the coach that recruited you out of high school? Um, I forget what the guy's name was, but he was the quarterback coach. He was the – and I don't even think it was really that much of a recruiting. He just had my area. Mm. Um, and Georgia – I mean – where I grew up was only like 45 minutes away from Georgia Southern. Yeah. So it was just whoever I this who had had that local area. Brent Ware is the name that sounds familiar, but um I think by the time that I was maybe recruited by the time I came in, the coaching staff may have changed a little bit. Was it Jeff Munkin by that time? Yes, Jeff Munkin was the head coach. Yeah. Um at that point. And he's a what army now? Yeah, yeah, he came from Tech right before then. Yeah, so yeah, he came, he came down from Tech and took and brought uh, Jabo Shaw with him. Oh yeah, Jabo Shaw. Yeah, so, I remember I tackling him one time at practice and getting. Well, I didn't really tackle him hard; just kind of like ran into him. It's like like yeah. you know tag. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I got my ass chewed hard. <laughs> Do you know how to play quarterback? Can you play quarterback on Saturday? No? Well, he can. So <laughs> don't touch him again. Yeah, you see Jeez. that red jersey? Yeah. Yeah, holy shit. I was I just honestly – I was honestly surprised I got to the line. So, you know, you, you got to make it count. Hey, I, that's that That's that hard uh, That hard motor that you talked about earlier. Right? I just didn't <laughs> There's Dude, a lot of quick – I didn't realize. Because I remember he played – he played that 08 season, maybe 09 chase, and then he, he was back up to Nesbitt and then came yeah. back down. I didn't even know that Munkin was a Georgia Tech. That was news to me. Yeah, he was the uh, quarterbacks. He was like the offensive coordinator. Uh, for yeah, it says, says special teams and running backs coach. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty good guy. I mean, that's pretty yeah. Georgia Southern, though, is running the triple option. So that's like uh, bread and butter. Yeah. 
Except for here recently, now they're like one of the the highest passing offenses in the oh yeah in the country. They have gone far away from the triple option. Yeah, yeah. no one no one talked about that being the hardest transition in college football history. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking of hard transitions, I hope you hard took a hard transition to your second beer because it's another one. Oh. That was a quick one. Yeah. Usually I'm pretty slow with the clock <laughs> if anyone ever actually <laughs> looks, but I started timing this one at the beginning. Oh man. <laughs> what's the what's the pace here? About one every 10 minutes. Oh. That's, that's not too bad. Although the one time I make I, I did whiskey instead of beer, I, at the end of that one, I was lit as a tit. Like it was oh. it was rough. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I mean, we, Jeff Munkin, I guess. So did y'all, did you, you were on scrub team. Obviously you hit J Bo Shaw. So how was, how was uh, going up against the triple option in practice? Was that fun or no? Um, cut blocks at the knees the entire time. Yeah. A lot of cut blocks. I mean, and there was a lot of, I guess being nose guarding, there's a lot of front manipulation. I was pretty regularly just getting side, not side swipe because swipe would, you know, more indicate that they're glancing blows. I got side destroyed by guards pretty much every every play, unless it was some sort of like screen pass or something. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. I'd imagine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a great, great learning experience. Yeah. So how was I always was curious about this, like when Georgia Tech was running the option. I mean, yeah, you're playing defense against the option to you know, try to make them better. But, like, how do you then try to replicate another team's offense, like, by running a just normal base defense or something? I mean, we would have – we would have – I mean, when, when, the, when the main team would go and have their pre-practice meetings over whatever, we would be with the scout team coaches trying to understand what defense is being put together for the off the, – this week's uh, – Gave us playing again, so yeah. I, I, w- I just always wondered how, like, how I just you can't like emulate the full speed reps of like a first team with the scout team. So I always wondered like how much that would hurt the defense. But I mean, there were there were some option teams that had had good defenses. I just always wondered. I mean, you you listen to I mean the only I guess the one I'm listening. Reference to is like when Southern played Alabama, Saban went on and on about how they had a, even though Southern is a smaller, really hard time trying to emulate the trip, a good triple option in practice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. On the, I mean, on the other side. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you definitely can't emulate the option. But I was, oh, you're, you're I was saying thinking, on the defensive side. Yeah. The defensive you, side. Uh, like you're, you're going against the option all day. How do you then like adjust to going against a normal, Pro-style offense. But yeah, that I, I, I guess I guess that's like the the caveat to it is you're kind of giving up maybe some on D for some on O. Mm. I don't know. I never played football, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, wasn't in the, wasn't in that side too long. <laughs> well, yeah. I was trying to think though, like 
it was funny because like, I know like UGA would schedule – they scheduled y'all a few times like right ahead of playing Tech because it is hard to emulate the triple option. Yeah, it's like you know, once every – once every four years, I, I thought they played, or every three yeah. or three or so years. And then they cut that shit played. out because Georgia Southern was uh, pretty scared. We did the same thing. We scheduled y'all, and you came and went to that game. Mm-hmm. One positive was uh, our school colors match, so the stadium looked full, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> the, negative, <laughs> the negative was that was 14 when we had a, an amazing season, but y'all almost caught us and snuck it. Like, it was – that second half was dreadful. Uh I if I'm any power five, this is before y'all made the transition up, but like George Sutton's like the last team I wanted to schedule on the damn schedule. It's a lose-lose situation. Right, yeah, right. Because yeah. if you beat them, you're like, oh, cool. I mean, ask uh that's Texas AM this year. They got beat by y'all, which was great. That, that was, was, that um, was upstate, upstate, upstate. Oh, upstate. Shit. Who did y'all beat? Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, they got the hometown hero fired. Yeah. Oh man. R.I.P. Scott Frost. <laughs> yeah, and, but it, yeah, you know, we need, at, at that point, I got tired of coming to watch watch Georgia Southern or, you know, whatever team games with you because in, in any game that I watched with Josh, my team ended up losing. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. That I was like to, four four games straight. Yeah. <laughs> I went down I went down once to give uh, – it was Georgia Southern, uh, Georgia State. Georgia Southern never lost to Georgia State. They lost. Been to Auburn. Destroyed. Been to Auburn with you. Auburn Destroyed. Lost. Yeah. Been to Georgia Tech, Georgia Southern several times. Georgia Southern loses. Yeah. 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 Anytime I turn Auburn on, they lose. So that's. Uh, well, that's not new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's been going on. Oh, boy. Same boat as us. Nothing like a good five and seven year. So, uh, five and seven year. Woo. Anyway. So it's it's spring ball. It's kind of around the corner, you know. A lot of teams right now are are, are preparing for that. Um, what was your experience? I, I know as a freshman you went into fall camp, but what was your experience at camps at least? I never went through any camps, so I came in as they didn't have um, they didn't have slots in camp for any sort of walk on. I guess walk ons would come in after the school year starts. You would try out um, or for preferable prefer walk-ons there were only a handful maybe like five or so preferred walk-ons that joined the team after um after summer camp did you get meals and everything with that or, or what'd you get with that preferred walk-on spot uh the privilege to practice cool <laughs> all right yeah that sounds about right uh preferential classes that's about it right yeah 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 i forgot about that yeah you got to um I was gonna say that you did get something. to uh yeah, you got to you got to go for classes, um, register for classes like a good two weeks early, and the uh, the residence hall that I was in did have uh, extra long beds to house all the athletes. So you had like the twin extra long, so that did help out a little bit. Counting I mean, where you, you are, can. Yeah, you are taller than the average <laughs> human, so that does help. I, I get that. I'm trying to think what else. So. They didn't even cover meal plan. So, like, how I know you moved to defensive tackle, they tried to bulk you up, right? So, how was yeah, that yeah. So, after like after the first month when I got, you know, I got moved down to to that position, um, they put me on a on a meal plan, or like I was supposed to just write write down everything that I ate for like two weeks, and then they started force feeding me 
um, the protein shakes and trail mix after, you know, the early morning, like 5 a.m. workouts. And then they really didn't read, like regulate what you ate at meal at study or uh, any of the meal halls. You just, you were just kind of eating with everybody else. Yeah. I don't know if it's still like that, but I assume that it is at least at Southern's level. I think, yeah, I mean, that's like how I was at Georgia Tech. You'd, think, you'd see athletes in the dining halls every now and then. Um, they had their own dining hall that was just for them, too, but sometimes, like, they'd go to other ones. But Yeah, especially on the I, weekend. I don't think they – I mean, I think the, the coaches, like, give you guidelines and stuff about what you should eat. But, like, at, at the end of the day, like, you're in college. Like, you're just – you're eating a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean <laughs> – as long as you can keep up with like the conditioning and everything that they don't and, and your and your weights where it needs to be, they don't care what you eat. Yeah, I didn't and know I, if they force fed you hungry howies or something. No, I mean I, I didn't realize that they could, you know, this is just in passing conversation with some of the uh um undergrads or grad assistants in the weight room. I didn't know that the um the powder that they gave you or whatever they did with the the protein shakes had to be a, a certain ratio of uh carbs to uh to protein they could throw x amount of protein at it it was it was super weird how they were explaining it was that like some ncaa rule or something i think so huh I never it, it had to have more fat or carbs in it than it had protein and you know they could have just been blowing blowing smoke to me but it was just they they did say that it, some sort of that ratio had to be had to be regulated you ever have a starter come up to you and ask you to take a drug test for him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, you're um, really missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that it happened to y'all. Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it? it never happened. No, no, we, not, you know. We won't name names. We, we didn't oblige for this person, so it doesn't matter, but. And I'm pretty um, sure my pee at the time would not have helped at the time. Didn't go uh, full Blue Mountain State. <laughs> what, what what episode is that when they get oh uh, the oil oil uh, yeah, change, the right? oil change the oil change yeah yeah <laughs> no we didn't do, do that oh man so like since I didn't come in I wasn't part of summer camp or fall camp. There, there was a break-in period for the preferred walk-ons. And, like, for the first week or for the first two days, we were only allowed to wear helmets. And then the second two days, we had to wear helmets and shoulder pads. And then, like, Friday is when we, when we finally went full pads. And this is all we, right by Nats we, Creek? Yeah, yeah, by Nats Creek. The, uh, the, the glorified, uh, whenever they, you know, hold up the bottle of water or the jug of water for Georgia Southern. That's where it's coming from, and it's just a drainage ditch. Yeah, for, that's, for that's you, all that it is for you tech fans. It's uh, Irk Russell, legendary dude, put like a bunch of water from a drainage ditch into a, a, a gallon jug. Basically, those poor boys are playing football next to a mosquito infested swamp. But isn't that all of South Georgia? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that, that with the yellow school buses are kind of cool, though. I, I yes. So I, I I did get to ride the yellow school bus to a game. So that 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 was pretty cool. Yeah. So so tell me about that tradition. I'm not familiar with it. So 
So anyone who is is at least dressing out for the game, um, you get ready in the in the field house, which at least at that time was on the opposite side of the campus next to the practice fields. And so they would bring these old school, they would look beat up, but obviously they ran well. Um, school buses, they would load all the players up in it. And it was basically their interest into campus. So they would drive the longest route possible through campus, pull up in front of the stadium, and all the fans are, you know, pooping and hollering outside. And Okay, yeah, similar, I, similar to what Clemson does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very lunch pail, though. Like, we're – Right, like, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, we're going to work. Yeah, roughneck, like, this is, you know, we're here to, we're yeah, here to do the job. Yeah, they're not, they're not wearing the, the pads in the charter bus. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, this is like, if, I guess it, it would be like, if, if your practice field for high school was all the way across the city and you had to get chartered with your school buses, from A to B, that's this, it would be very similar. Gotcha. I think this year, didn't one of the football players get suspended or whatever? Like, throw someone threw a beer up <laughs> into the school bus, someone chugged it or some shit like that. I read. I mean, everyone, everyone, as most people have seen at least the snip of uh, Peyton Manning and Marshawn Lynch doing, you know, the, the shot of Hennessy before the game. So, you know, why not? Yeah, right, I'm with you. Speaking <laughs> of why not. We're on to another beer. Oh, an IPA again, dude. I got to stop oh. doing IPAs. This is so, so delicious. I mean, I think you, every single time you do that. Yeah, it's because what's it? What, I drink the beers I want to drink and I leave the ones I don't in the fridge. I know. I, I, IPAs. I, I need to try out these new tequila high nooners. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's it. You, Dave Portnoy. Thanks for that, dude. I think uh, he's... I've been out of bush light for a while, so it's an excellent excuse to yeah to buy another case. Dude, bush is... I would be much rather drinking bush right now, just for chugging purposes. Yeah, what was it like? I know Jarek McKinnon went to Georgia Southern. They got some big-name players in the, in the NFL. Um, what was it like playing against him and maybe any other notable pros that played with you while you were there? So if I remember correctly, Jarek was a freshman, like a true freshman when I was a freshman. And he he was always a freak athlete, like super quick, super strong for, for his size. Um, I didn't really interact with him at all because he was either on scout offense or he was getting minimal reps with the with the first team offense. Um, but the other player that I remember that went pro was Edwin Jackson. He was a linebacker for the Colts. I think he started with the Cardinals and then went to the Colts. Um, I mean, pretty tragic a few years ago. He got hit by, I think, a drunk driver in Indianapolis. But talk about a freak. You know, I know everyone, everyone in the NFL is a freak, but not everyone at Georgia Southern definitely is. This guy was just came in as a, I'm pretty sure he was a walk-on and threw weights around nobody's business quick. Um, always had a great attitude. I mean, the guy was it, good guy. Um, that That's the person that I most remember from my, my stint there. 
do you remember a guy i've heard this from you who's the man bear pig <laughs> so man bear pig was one of the keystone uh franchise people for um for joe georgia southern i don't remember what year he was when i came in but he was the starting nose tackle um on defense he had the reputation of like very rough neck just extremely mean on the field kind of like you know iron curtain style um he had what you know you would call like country strength just a big burly i mean he obviously worked out you know had a great worth it work ethic but he just looked country strong um my first interaction with him is like you know i i, I told you that you know we didn't get real really wear pads during the the introductory few days coming into the to the team um i had to uh um they put me at long snapper for some reason on you know practice pat because they didn't have anybody else i guess to fill that gap while they were practicing and i've never done a backup kicker though so yeah 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 yeah. so i uh i had never done the, the long snapping before so i didn't know you were you weren't supposed to raise your head up and so i snapped it and then like raised my head to try to block or give the feeling of blocking even though i didn't really have pads on and he was the nose guard trying to come in the uh the gap beside me and he walked past by me and said don't do that again I had no clue what he was talking about and I snapped the ball and I obviously did it again and he put one hand under my um face mask didn't like grab it just pushed me back on my butt with probably what was to him minimal force oh, shit. and that was like day three and I knew that I had the, the decision that I made to be a preferred walk-on may not have been the best decision I have ever made. Yeah. I'm not seeing the benefits here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, uh, you know, time value money for all you NBA folks out there, uh, mm. may not have been the best decision. So what did he say the second time after he, he didn't have to say any, or I could definitely couldn't hear him with all of the grass that was shoved into my face mask. <laughs> Yeah, no words needed to be said. <laughs> oh, I don't, guess I know what I'm not supposed to do next time. Yeah, don't do that again. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, I mean, but he was, I mean, any any interaction I had with him was fairly, fairly short, but he was always, he was always pleasant to, uh, to me, but he was great to watch. I don't think, I don't remember if he, if he did any sort of, proactivity or not but you know there's definitely pictures of him um photoshopped with the south park man bear pig that's just because that's that's that, that's the gruff the gruffiness that he that he had yeah it looks like he had a uh a sweet mohawk and was yes yeah like he it. had all the big like death paint down his face brent russell as i think is a, i think is his name brent russell he was built like a Brick shit house, dude. Holy yeah. Hell. Yeah. The guy was an absolute unit in every sense of the word. Like he may not have been six five. I think he was like six two or six three. Um, so when like he held his own pretty good against University of Georgia players whenever we went up and watched that game, but you know, he was still smaller than those offensive linemen that he was going up against. Yeah. 
It looks like you played rugby for South Africa professionally. So. <laughs> Invincible. Invincible. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, he looks like, you know, his body type would make an excellent rugby player. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. He's pretty squatty. So what's your – did you get to dress out for any games? Like so the only – yeah, I got I got to dress out for one game, and that was my first week in full pads. I guess I, I, I got scout team player of the week, and it was probably just, you know, they picked the wrong – they picked the wrong name out of the hat. But uh, I, I got to dress one, one game. Parents came down for it. My brother came down. It was, you know, everybody was really excited. Um, I stood on the opposite side of the field from all the action, as as is uh as as is the need. So, um, but I mean that was awesome. We uh I, I think the the intro right and everyone's sitting in the in the locker room before we get on the bus. Everyone's kind of ready to go. They turn out all the lights, and you know I'm scared shitless because I don't know what's about to, you know, new kid only been in the locker room for like two to three weeks. I don't know what's about to happen. They play the uh, um, Phil Collins. Um, what is it? In the air. Yeah. And they do that whole like <laughs> slow. Yeah. And then they just, they do this, this a slow intro, slow build up, And then at that moment, when they, they go into the drums, everyone starts banging on their lockers and we run out of the locker room. It was pretty sweet, you know, for, from what little bit that I experienced, I had with my very small team. This other game day experience was awesome. Yeah, sounds awesome. I'd be pumped. Yeah. Going from 24 guys to Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. No, but that, I mean, that is a hype song. So was that like your so best best memories from playing football at Georgia Southern or worst memory from playing playing Georgia football at Georgia Southern? Um, um being told, I guess, best memories. And, you know, looking back, it wasn't great at the time. But getting chewed out by Jeff Munkin, um, all of all of us scrub team players would have to, like, we set, we, you know, we were sitting outside, like, the main film area. And, I mean, you get up early to work out. You're doing schoolwork. You're going to fall asleep, right, in the where, – wherever you're just sitting. So, like, Munkin walks by and yells at us all, you know, wake up. What are you guys doing? You know, that was – those are pretty, you know, funny memories to look to look back on. You know, the dressing out, the run out was fine. Um, let's see. Probably just ha- having to come to grips with the realization that this is probably not the the decision that I need to be doing. You know, not really quitting a whole lot of stuff or anything that I at least I can remember growing up having to make that hard decision to stop playing for. At least my GPA. I did, wasn't doing very well in calculus. And other, you know, if I wanted to be an engineer, probably wasn't the best uh, time management there. If I wasn't cutting the the entry level stuff, so probably that would probably be the a pretty rough aspect of it. Yeah, it makes sense. But you know, because you played football, Amanda thought you were hot. So that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's his wife, by the way. So. Um, we went to a Clemson game last this sometime this fall, and I had like a a PSD you know flashback when I saw one of the coaches running out on the sideline, 
it was one of the strength and conditioning coaches from Georgia Southern that I would work out with at like 5 a.m. in the morning or however early it was. And it was just like, I haven't seen that man in years. And you just got like the shivers, like, oh man, he's about to yell at me. Yeah, those aren't guys you want to talk to. Dude, that's so funny because the basketball strength and conditioning guy at Clemson was our one at Tech. And when I saw him, I was like, I just heard stomp being yelled all over again. <laughs> I'm glad that that bonds us. Thank you, Clemson University, for that. I don't think I don't think he's there anymore, but he was. Uh-uh. He was. He was. Last time I went to the uh, Little John with you and my cousin, I, was like, I mean, I I, I couldn't. I couldn't even speak. Like I was just like hitting Amanda on the arm and pointing like a <laughs> damn here, caveman. Like you know, I couldn't. I could, yes, yes, exactly. I couldn't even get it out. That's the man that hit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he caused me lots of pain. Speaking of lots of pain, we're on another beer. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Luckily, I've got to got to get up to get down. That's going to clean the palate right now. Oh, boy. Oh, much better. So, so Jared, were you always a Southern fan, or were you a Georgia Tech, Georgia fan growing up, or how did that work? I have never been a Georgia Southern fan, like, really. Like, they were the local team that you could go and watch, but there was never any – my my uh, my grandparents who lived locally too were always Southern fans, um, but you're I was always, more, more so Auburn. Yeah, yeah. So my my parents, one of them went to Auburn, and my dad's family's from that area. My mom went to Georgia, so my mom and my little brother are Georgia fans, and then my dad and I are Auburn fans. So during the beginning. Tommy Tuberville versus Mark Rick, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't so bad. There was a lot of give and take there. Um, but uh, here lately has been a, uh, been a definite rough patch. Yeah, we're in, in the, the same. We're in the boat with you. It's not a good boat. Yeah, I was really hopeful that uh, Brian Harson, like he said a lot of good stuff, but after a while. Um, yeah, we know all about s- that. <laughs> you can only say the good stuff so much. <laughs> yeah 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 We're with you on that one for sure we both jettisoned those douche Dude, nozzles for at sure at least at least brian harson's not on twitter and instagram like throwing shade at auburn like jeff collins is right now <laughs> he, he's like jeff collins is going on a rampage right now he like retweeted something from uga the other day he he retweeted something about Georgia Tech has the worst fan base in all of college football. Oh, he's just a he's just a shitty Lane Kiffin. Yeah, yeah. he's he's just like yeah. I think he's just totally come to terms with the fact that he's not going to coach in college football anymore, and he's just like being like a troll, middle school teenage breakup. Like that's how he's handling this. At least Brian Harson didn't wear capris. Just saying. At least what? He didn't wear capri pants on recruiting visits. Yeah, yeah. But he just allegedly hooked up with the cheerleader, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so that is like Kiffinish. Yeah. Having having some family in Auburn, I've you know, got some people there who are connected to at least some of the sources. And it it sounds like the 
the AD who hired him and then, you know, left and got out of, got out of Dodge. Um, yeah, the, the, the people, the boosters were never Harson fans. Yeah. And it's, at least from my understanding, the Auburn boosters are some of the worst controlling boosters in yeah. at least the SEC. 100%. Yeah, it, it always seemed like just kind of a out-of-place hire. Yeah, he, he never fit the culture. Right. It's it kind, kind of what it was. Guy from Boise State, where if you're playing in the Mountain West, you should if you if you're at Boise State, you should win. And like he wasn't like that great. Yeah. Coming down right. to SEC, you're like, oh, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, and I think when he chased off a bunch of the assistant coaches that had bunch uh, had a uh, been carrying a uh, carrying the load from Malzahn. I think was the was that definitive statement when he to kind of get him out of there. But apparently George has who hired uh Auburn's offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? Was it Steele? I thought it somebody else, yeah, I thought Alabama. Had, yeah. He was back at Alabama. He went he was Auburn. He's been at Clemson. He's I forget where else he's been. Yeah, he's back at he's at Alabama coaching rehab. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talk, talk about coaching rehab, Byron. Uh, Auburn's new hire. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, does anybody have thin ankles? Because I hear that's the uh, that's the judgment call now. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, good thing he went to uh, Liberty to to find God again. So I'm yeah, sure he's a, he's a reformed man. Yeah, he's he's totally good now. Uh, I mean, I. You know, we just talked about taking a P test for a starter, but you know, bringing strippers in, you know, that's a whole nother level right there. Did you have any yeah. strippers come to Italia for your preferred walk on recruitment? No, no, <laughs> no, Linda, so. no, Linda, no, there were never, never any strippers coming. That's right, Linda. There were no strippers. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> what a classy guy. Yeah. I was really hoping when, uh, when Coach O was, uh, when he got let go from Southern, that or not from Southern, from LSU, that Georgia Southern yeah. tried to go for him, because I I can't imagine the debauchery of um, in, Coach in o. Statesboro. In Statesboro, yeah. Speaking of that, I did write this out as a question. What's your favorite? This is before our, half of those bars got closed. What what's your favorite bar at uh, in Statesboro? Ooh, ma'am. So there's the quad. There's Retrievers, Rum Runners, Rudy's, and uh, a Tavern, a.k.a. the Nasty Nickel. Not, um, not the Nasty Nate, though, for uh, Nasty Not Nate. the Nasty Nate, not to be confused. Um, I think you got to go with the OG of what makes Statesboro, Statesboro, Rude Rudy's. Yes. That was one I mean, of my favorite Jared experiences. RIP to the plaza, but uh, – I don't think Rude Rudy's will ever be duplicated there again. Yeah. Don't take cocaine and then beat the shit out of someone to death. So that's. Yeah. 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 For all it's you not. people that are listening, Rude Rudy's does not exist anymore. Bounce yeah. But he did. Uh, that guy that managed it, he did bounce up to, uh, I think, University of Tennessee and start a very similar bar up there. Oh. Starkey, I think's his name. Yeah. Huh. It's the first time I saw the Alan Thick video uh, with the titties. So, 
The what? Was it Alan Robin Thick? Robin Rob, Thick. Yeah, Robin Thick. Yeah, Robin Thick. Alan Thick is dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked in, I was like, I've heard this song. And then I, you see some titties on there while you're getting a beer. You're like, oh, son of a bitch. Man, I mean, that's just the Southern experience, right? Because I had to walk through the bar quad every single day as a freshman to get to class. Oh, that's so the an experience. Only, so the only place that you really get to, you know, go as an undergrad because you know you're it's a rural city so you're not really going to travel too much to do anything and there's no public transportation so either you're going to go to some house party out in the middle of nowhere or you're going to go to the the local scene and it's right there off of off of campus yeah. i mean you can take a baseball and hit a dorm from it from the plaza so it was not fun times. Peter Our, Pan either, was it? From Peter Pan? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that the street you lived on? Oh, oh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the tailgate house right across from the stadium. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, no, that was Robin uh, Hood. Whatever. Hey, close. close. I, live, I live on Friar Tuck Road right now. Friar Tuck Road. <laughs> yeah, all, all of our streets in our area are named after Robin Hood. So there's like Robin Hood Lane. Um, the Sherwood. Oh, Sherwood Forest is our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah little sense. John. Hopping we, don't, we don't have a little John, no. What? No. No little John. Mm. I mean, you are close to Clemson, so little John Coliseum will do. True. Didn't make the trek well, down there this year, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Jared, thanks for coming on to the pod. Uh, great insight. We're going to transition to the latest in Georgia Tech sports. If you want to weigh in, do it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> very qual- very qualified. Yeah. 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 So, uh, as you know, uh, folks, this is March. So, March Madness is approaching. Breaking news. We will not be going to the tournament unless, barring miracle, Georgia Tech wins the ACC title in the ACC tournament, which is not going to happen. But – We've had a hell of a run lately. Uh, four wins rattled off. Um, Chase, yo, what was the last game about? Tell us about us playing Cuse. Man, I, you know, I haven't really watched a lot of Georgia Tech basketball this year just because it made me very sad. But last night I had it on and I was cooking dinner. And all, you all weren't I heard, the only one cooking, dude. Yeah, you weren't the I, only one cooking. All I heard was like, threes just dropping left and right and then i ate dinner and i watched the second half and i'm like we just kept burying them it was it was insane miles kelly was going nuts um javon, javon franklin. franklin had a triple double lance terry was going crazy we, we were one in tech history we beat syracuse so badly that jim Beheim pushed out of his infamous two three zone and played man defense and i heard a few people talking about this and no one remembers a time when Jim Beheim's done that. Like he's he's totally lost with this team right now. I listened to the press conference mm-hmm. after the game, and he just he sounds so defeated. And I think I mean he always kind of sounds like that, but I mean he's just like at a loss for words for how bad they are defensively right now. We we scored ninety six points, and the only reason we didn't score a hundred is because we put the walk ons in with like yeah. two minutes left. Yeah, it, it was nuts. 
Jared, I know you played a little basketball at Robert Teams Christian Academy. Uh, did y'all run a two-three zone? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We uh, two-three zone. Uh, one-three-one. Ooh, that's some Josh Passner stuff right there. Yeah, yeah I think we did a two-one-two as well. I always like the zone, you know. I like the zone too. Big opponent if you can run. But I just feel yeah. like in, I feel like in today's game, the two-three zone is just not what it used to be. I mean, the only way you're going to succeed is if you got if like the other team just has an off-night shooting because you're going to give guys shots. Right. And we just we were just banging them, and it it was like we haven't made shots all year. It was like. It was good to see though. I'm glad glad the guys got a win. It's crazy that we're only playing like six guys. Yep. Uh three of them. It was Howard, uh Demion, and who else was they're out right now injured, so they didn't even travel. Yeah, the only so. the only sub was uh Jalen Moore. Yeah. So until that, until the bad guys came in. Yeah. Well, great news. That's good. We're pushing, heating up at the right time. Uh maybe we get a was it CIT for I doubt it. But do you think do you think Passner saved his job? I think he saved his job. I think he, so too. Yeah, I think I think he saved his job. There's a little hype going on right now. You know, maybe in the in the uh, ACC tournament. We have Boston College still. Then we go to ACC tournament play. You know, if we do okay in ACC tournament, you know, maybe CIT, which I think is very closely related to the CTE, uh the people are diagnosed with now but it's a basketball tournament Dude, we're uh, not gonna go to the cit we don't you have no you you have no pride if you play in the cit from yeah. the acc yeah we don't have a lot of pride because we stink I but i don't even know if it still exists yeah we're not going to the nit or the tournament unless we're mere violence but positive positive movement i think passport keeps his job blue Kane will come in and maybe save the day so how long has he been there He's been there. Ooh, Memphis folks. When the, when the hell has he been here? Chase, are you quick All with the news? Is he can't take away this ACC championship. That's right. 2021, baby. <laughs> Woo! COVID championship or not. Yeah. But uh, Passer's been there like seven years. Actually, interesting thing to note here, Um, when we had our podcast with uh, D-Mac. With D- no, with oh, D-Mac. D-Mac. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Today was announced that Ron Bell is being – he pled guilty for trying to extort Georgia Tech. Do we get money? I, yeah, I, I think – I don't know if we get money or he's just going to jail. But, um, but Jared, just like FY summary, there's this guy that was basically allowed into the program. Um. Josh, like he was like a, he had like substance abuse issues in the past. And like Passner basically like took this guy under his wing and was like, come on, like I'll get you back on your feet. This guy was always at practices and stuff. Just like and a coach and admin or like, he's just like a friend. Of yeah. He's just like coach. a, just like a, a guy that just like kind of tags along with the team like all the time. And okay. Passner, like, kind of like the mafia. He had, he had good intentions, but he definitely gave the guy too much access to, to the program. And, some somewhere along the line it took a bad turn and this guy i was reading today and it's like the fbi is like in on this um ron bell is his name 
he actually hired um no he he there was a security guard at georgia tech and he told the security guard you were going to claim that josh pastner sexually assaulted you and i'm gonna sue him for it for 20 million dollars and one when i do you'll get a piece of that wow yeah big news that's, that's what happened and so like for a while i mean pastner was you know in the media with all these like accusations and stuff and i mean i think Nobody really took it too seriously, but still, you don't want your name like being tied to these allegations, regardless. And right, yeah. Um, but today, justice came for Pastner finally, and and Ron Bell, and uh, he's he's gonna do some time, and so is his weird wife. So yeah, that's that's good news. Just Speaking, for that. Doing, speaking of doing time, uh, it's time for a new beer, and then also. If you haven't listened, the DMAC podcast does go into great detail how DMAC direct messaged and trolled Ron Bell into some weird responses. Uh, so yes. check we, that out. We, we've had direct contact with this weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I say we, I, I was roommates with Daniel, so I feel like it was I was a part of it. Yeah. Those those tweets, uh, direct DMs are also on our Instagram, so go check those out. He's a weird dude. Anyway, uh, besides basketball, it's also uh, – Baseball season is heating up. Excuse me. That was, uh, that's for the viewers that burp. Uh, anyway, uh, Georgia Tech baseball is off to a hot start. Sorry, Jared. I know we talked about Georgia Tech beating Georgia Southern. We've talked about it again. Georgia Southern lost earlier uh, to Georgia Tech in baseball. Oh, no. Uh, we also beat Kennesaw State today, 5 4. Um, Chase, you want to go into details? I know our pitching's been not the best, but the bats have been hot. Yeah, I was definitely concerned when game two, we charted out a sophomore and he didn't make it out of the first inning. But luckily, the same thing as last year, we got some hot bats. Um, we put up like, we put up 12 runs in the first inning yesterday against Long Island, which I mean, it's Long Island, but still 12 runs in an inning, pretty impressive. 22 um, runs or 20 yeah 22 runs total and we've got this hot start from jackson finley who i think he's got five home runs in the last three games so this guy's just hitting dingers left and right but the jackets are nine and no um haven't really played anybody yet but this weekend we got uga so hopefully we can take it to the dwags and Keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah. I think Georgia's not that great right now either. So this will be uh this will complete the trifecta if we win against Georgia Southern, Kennesaw State, and then UGA. So knock out the intern. On uh excuse speaking, me, speaking in state teams. Speaking of Georgia, do you see that what happened to Jalen Carter today? Yeah. Uh turned himself in, didn't he? He didn't. I mean there was a warrant out for for his arrest. What was it? Mis- was it a misdemeanor? I'm not sure, but basically he was he was racing. Yep. The night the night of the the deaths and yep. was was it him racing that caused the crash? That's what it sounds like. Yep. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. So we'll stay tuned. Besides that, uh, 
NFL Combine. Keon White and Charlie Thomas are there. So good luck to them. And uh, besides that, I'm good. Chase, you got anything else? No, not, no. nothing else. No, if that if that's the case, uh, again, Jared, thanks for uh, hopping on the pod. Thanks for giving us your awesome experience. Um, and then also thank you for drinking some crispy beers with the boys on a Wednesday. Cheers. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Adios. Well, the jackets. To the jackets. Yeah. Chase can stop recording now. Now we're good. <laughs> <laughs>